Hi, welcome to episode two of Learning Yoga. My name is Kat Mead and it's so great to be back here with you again for episode two. This week we're talking about Ahimsa, but I do think there's a little bit more introduction that needs to be had before we actually get to that. So you might have heard of the Yoga Sutras. Uh, These were written by Paranjali and the word sutra means thread. Now these sutras talk about a path that is known as Raja Yoga and the goal of this path is Samadhi. Now, Samadhi is the eighth limb of yoga, so we'll get there, but we're not there yet. But basically, it's a state of union with God or the divine, or maybe you can think of it as the state of union with yourself and the universe. So that sense of oneness with something higher than yourself. But before we get there, we've got all of these different kind of limbs of actions and things that we need to do and things that we need to incorporate into our lives before we can reach samadhi and I've just had a thought I was speaking to someone a little while ago now who was telling me that he was reading a book on how we can reach like little samadhis each day and in everything we do Um, I'll have to try and find out what that was because it actually sounds really interesting um and I think it makes that goal, if if that's your goal, um, of reaching samadhi, of reaching union, more, more maybe more achievable uh, in our everyday lives. So I'll have to ask him. That was Josh. I'll ask Josh. <laughs> so back to this uh, sutras. So amongst these sutras, there was a path known as the Eightfold Path. And it's also known as Ashtanga. So Ashtanga means eight limbs. And that's really what most people who are practicing yoga, uh, who practice it with this spiritual intent, practice today. I would say, I mean, that's what I've been taught. And that's, I would say, what a lot of the people I know have been taught, that we are following this eight limb path of yoga to reach samadhi as a goal. So, if that all makes sense, we're going to get into the first one. So, the first uh, limb of yoga are our yamas. And the yamas in itself has five sort of sub-limbs, if you'll... Maybe fingers, five fingers. Our yamas are ethical and moral observations or guidelines. So, kind of guidelines as to how... We live our lives, um, yeah, how we live our lives, guidelines to follow, to live well, to live peacefully and to help others live well. Our first finger is ahimsa and that's what I'd like to focus on today. So in my little yoga teacher training manual that I got when I did my teacher training in 2015, it says that ahimsa is non-violence and non-harming in any form to any living creature. This creates compassionate living as true non-violence is a state of mind and heart. Wow, that's a lot to unpack, I think. So we're not being violent, we're not harming ourselves or any other living creature. But it also means to be compassionate. 
And how do we embody that as a state of our mind and our heart? There's a lot going on there. Uh, I did read a few other articles while I was researching this as well. So I'm going to put all of this in the show notes. So definitely have a read of those if I'm not being clear or if there's anything you'd just like to get a bit more information on. So have a look at those. It's catmeadyoga.com. That's where the show notes can be found. All right. Ahimsa. It's a really multifaceted kind of idea, I think, this non-violence. And I like to think of this limb or this, this finger of the limb as being more about compassion. And I think that to be compassionate, I think we often think about being compassionate to other people, we're kind, we're caring, we're thoughtful, but we often don't think about being compassionate to ourselves first. And I think that that is the key. The key is being compassionate to ourselves so that we can be compassionate and nonviolent to others. One of the things I read in one of the articles was how does the everyday action relate to this concept? And I think that it means how does the everyday action of compassion relate to this concept? So how do we bring compassion into our everyday lives? How do we make compassion an action, not just an idea, And how does that relate to everything that we do and everything that we think about ourselves and everything that we say to ourselves or others? I think that having peace in our interactions with ourselves and others is a really big part of this. So what do I mean by having peace in ourselves in order to create compassion? I think it means accepting where we're at without judging ourselves or our bodies or our thoughts. I think it means acknowledging where we're at and being okay with that, moving on, acknowledging, you know, whatever our limitation is or acknowledging how far we've come maybe and being okay with that. It's being at peace with the here and the now and not judging where we're at for good or for bad, just being at peace with it. And I think that that creates a mindset of being nonviolent because I think judgment is often what causes violence in our thoughts and our words and our actions. So I also think that practicing self-love and self-care is an ultimate act of non-violence or an ultimate act ultimate act of ahimsa getting my words mixed up a little bit today a bit tired a bit hungry actually i should go and eat after this i might make pancakes in fact Mm, delicious so i think practicing self-love and self-care is something that really needs to be incorporated into daily activities and how do we do that So self-care, let's think about self-care. One of my friends is actually hosting a radical self-care project. Um, I think it starts in February. It looks amazing. So if you're looking for some self-care, you should look at that. I'll put that in the show notes too. Um, 
I mean, self-care can be a lot of things. It can be switching off, turning off the phone, turning off the TV, turning off the computer, turning off the Wi-Fi and just sitting down, having a cup of tea and reading a book. Maybe that's half an hour of self-care and that's being non-violent to yourself. Maybe it's going and getting a massage. Maybe it's going to the beach, going for a swim. Maybe it's going to the doctor. Maybe you've got a problem that you need someone else to help you with. That is all self-care. Maybe it's, I don't know, anything. All of these things can be self-care. It's going to be different for me than what it is for you. Um, So when we take care of ourselves, it creates a compassionate and a loving and a peaceful environment for ourselves to be in. And from that space, we can go out and we can be non-violent and compassionate to other people and other creatures. Um, One of the things I read in an article as well is that all of the other yamas, so this is our first of the yamas, our first limb, there's four others, all of the other ones of those must encapsulate ahimsa. So all of those must have an element of compassion and non-violence in order to be fully realized, which I think is really interesting. So if we can wrap our head around ahimsa and understand what it means and how we can embody it, then we can better understand the rest of these yamas as well. So what does ahimsa have to do with our physical asana or yoga pose practice? Well, lots. When we come at our practice from a non-violent perspective, it forces us, it asks us to check in, to listen to our body and to do what is best for our body in that moment. So imagine you... It's a Monday. Okay, imagine it's a Monday and you've been to a hot yoga class and you've sweated everything out and you've worked really hard and you did all of these amazing poses, things that you might not have been able to do and you've had this amazing practice and that's in your head. And then on Wednesday, you go, you do the same class, they do the same poses, but you can't do them as well. You can't get into some of the poses or... I don't know, anything that doesn't feel the same and you start to judge yourself. You're like, why can't I do it today? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? I think that nonviolence has a huge implication in that scenario. We can stop and think, well, no, that was a different day. My body is different today than it was then. Maybe it's tired from that practice. Maybe whatever. Maybe I'm tired from my day. Accept have peace in that interaction with what your mind is doing, telling yourself stories and just acknowledge where you're at in that moment. Maybe you can't get into those wacky poses because your body is not meant to do that in that moment. So I think acceptance and being compassionate with your body, with yourself, is also a big part of Ahimsa in our physical yoga practice. Um... And also sometimes we can beat ourselves up for having thoughts that we have. Like you might start telling yourself, oh, I'm no good, I suck, I'm so bad at yoga, I shouldn't be here, I'm not flexible. And then you realize that you're doing that and you start to judge yourself for those thoughts. And then it's just this big feedback loop. Oh, I suck. You 
stop focusing on your body, you stop focusing on your practice and then you realise that you're not practising again as well as maybe you did on Monday or you're not getting into the same poses and then you're judging that again. So it's like this thing where you're going round and round and round and you're making yourself crazy. It is so much easier just to be compassionate with yourself and to stop judging yourself and just be and accept and do what you can in that moment. So I think that ahimsa has a huge, huge connotation for our physical yoga practice. And I think when you can acknowledge and notice the limitations of your body with love, then that in itself is love and compassion. And from that place again, you can go out into the world and be compassionate with others. So I think that that's really all I want to say about Ahimsa. I did have a good little plan of what I was going to say, but then I think I jumped all over the place um, with it a little bit. So I'm sorry if that didn't make a lot of sense. Um, Still kind of refining my process of how I go about explaining things and how I go about... um, moving through topics and thoughts and ideas so thank you for listening and thank you for sticking with me as I figure this all out next week you may guess we're probably going to be talking about satya which is our second finger of our first limb so it would be great if you'd stick around for that next week it might not even be next week I might do two a week while I do these eight limbs of yoga because it is quite a large topic And again, get in touch with me if you have any questions or if you have any suggestions or if you just want to have a conversation about anything I have been talking about. So yeah, that's pretty much it this week. Thank you so much for being here and I'll talk to you again next time. Bye bye.